What's going on, New York Giants fans? This is a new episode of the Post Game Report. I am JVB. So I want to preview what's going to happen between or predict what's going to happen between the New York Giants and the Houston Texans. They're playing tomorrow, as a matter of fact. Now, when it comes to the roster for the Houston Texans, there shouldn't be anything that you're, you're afraid of. I mean, defensively, they have Jerry Hughes, who has about seven sacks. So we're not going to get Evan Neal at right tackle. So whoever's playing that right tackle position is going to be a target when it comes to playing against uh, Hughes. Excuse me. So let's start from the beginning, right? We have the New York Giants at 6-2. and two. The Texans, I believe, are 2-7. and seven. I could be wrong. I'm trying to find uh, their standings. Now, the thing about this type of game, uh, they're 1-6, excuse me. So, think about this, right? They called it a trap game. The Giants are coming off a bye week, and in past regimes, <laughs> uh, the Giants have never, even when Coughlin was here, they've always had a tough time after the bye. So, I'm hoping that this streak is... I don't know if, if Joe Judge had uh, in his two seasons a situation where they won after the bye. But I would like to wave goodbye to that whole bye issue because it, it's been many years where the New York Giants have had a, a tough time winning games after the bye. And now you're facing a team that is one and six. You are at, at I believe you are at their field. It's an away game, I believe. I could be, I'm pretty sure it's an away game. So, here you have a team that is losing. They are they are fighting for the number one draft pick. and uh, but, but they call this a trap game for a reason. Because these are the kind of games that you look at and you say, alright, they only won one game. We should stomp them out. But the New York Giants... The, when it comes to the roster for the New York Giants, you're looking at wide receivers who are fourth-string guys. You are looking at linemen on the offensive side that are backups. And I'm talking about the left guard and the right tackle. Uh, actually, you have a backup tight end because your starting tight end was knocked out. His eye you know, got fractured. And then defensively, the, the defensive line is freaking thin. And you're starting uh, free safety in Xavier McKinney broke his hand during the bye week. So now you have a rookie, maybe Belton, playing an extended period of time at free safety. So <laughs> it's not like the New York Giants, once again, when you look at their roster, is going to scare anybody, right? Like, I can't look at the Texans and say, oh, nobody on the Texans scare me. Because, yeah, we have Saquon Barkley. And we have Dexter Lawrence playing lights out right now. In the secondary, you have Adoree Jackson and uh, Moreau. They're playing pretty good football. But once again, the inside linebackers are a question. The pass rush needs to be way more consistent. 
And Leonard Williams looks, you know, based on what how he played against the Seattle Seahawks, he was providing a lot of pressure. So if we get that kind of game from Dexter, um, from Leonard Williams and the usual play from Dexter Lawrence, and hopefully Thibodeau had, you know, he had a, a few weeks to rest his knee and get stronger. Maybe we will see a more consistent pass rush. Now, when it comes to the Giants' defensive line versus the offensive line, I'm going to get to that. So let's start off at the quarterbacks. You have Davis Mills facing Daniel Jones. Davis Mills has 10 touchdown passes, but he has about, I believe, eight interceptions. So you look at that and you say, well, Daniel Jones is obviously a better quarterback. Well, you know, (laughs) Davis Mills has had some pretty good statistical games in the past. So I'm not going to discount the fact that this guy can possibly be a factor, right, in, in, in having the Texans win this game against the New York Giants. Daniel Jones last week, uh, well, against the Seahawks, he was passing a little more. Now, the Seahawks have a very young and, and talented secondary, and the receivers weren't necessarily getting open, so... Maybe with Galladay back and, you know, Robinson with another, you know, week off. And, and he is, he's also coming off an injury and still working his way as a rookie. Maybe that benefits both of those guys. I'm hoping so, you know. So I would say it's, it's even, right, between Daniel Jones and Davis Mills because Davis Mills has more touchdown passes than Daniel Jones. But Daniel Jones is also a dual threat at quarterback, and he hasn't been mistake-prone. He hasn't been the reason why the Giants have lost two games. So there's a slight edge for, for the Giants in the quarterback, uh, quarterback position. Now, of course, that all depends on the offensive line. So I'm going to go with that next because... You need blockers, right, in order for your quarterback to be effective. That's, uh, you know, basic knowledge. So when it comes to the offensive line, the Giants have an all-pro in Andrew Thomas. The left guard might have Izuru. We don't know if Lemieux is ready to come back or if uh, Nick Gates is ready to step in at a full-time position. And then at the right tackle, we might have Humphrey again. Uh, If that's even his name, right? (laughs) I mean, I could be wrong. But we saw his limitations against the Seahawks. He came in looking pretty good when he stepped in, uh, I believe, for Evan Neal against the Jaguars. He he played pretty, pretty decent, but when it came to whatever... Whatever good he sh- he did show against the Jaguars, he really showed. He was a different player against the Seahawks. And once again, he's going to have to go up against Hughes. And Hughes is a legitimate pass rusher. So that's, you know, the second best pass rusher on the Texans is Rasheem Green. He has three and a half sacks. 
So if he was on the New York Giants, that would be the second. He, he'd be the second uh, uh, leading sack uh, sacker, right? <laughs> so you know you have two. You have what ten and a half sacks between those two. So that's no. That's nothing to sneeze at. So the New York Giants have two holes that need to be filled, and you know maybe Izudu, he's a rookie. Maybe this bye week is going to help him as well. But also it could help Nick Gates or Lemieux, right? There's three options. I don't know if Bredesen is back, but there's three possible starting options. Or maybe they rotate. So at tight end, we don't know who's going to be starting. We know that there's a bunch of practice squad guys at tight end. So uh, it's going to be the, the usual names splitting time at tight end i'm not going to get into their names because they're going to be rotating and we'll see if they could be effective daniel jones and the tight ends have been uh they've, they've had a nice little uh relationship and he had a really good relationship with bellinger and unfortunately you know this his freak eye injury put a stop to that so then when it comes to the wide receivers, we're going to have possibly starting uh, Wondell Robinson or David Sills along with Galladay. I mean, yeah, Galladay, excuse me. Now, Galladay's coming off of a knee injury. We don't know how effective he's going to be, how explosive he's going to be. Now, Derek Stingley, the, the Titans' number one draft pick, has been playing really freaking well. Now, Stingley was, before his foot injury, he was a possible number one pick in the NFL, right? He was slated as one of the best pick, you know, best prospects in college before his foot injury. So it's safe to say whoever Derek Stingley is covering ain't going to see a lot of passes, so we're going to have to depend on, and they have another rookie, Jalen Petrie. He's a safety. So maybe somewhere we have two starting rookies in the, in the secondary. Hopefully Kafka can come up with schemes that, you know, force them into some type of coverage mistakes. But you also need the, the receivers that are going to execute that and, and force these mistakes. And the New York Giants are... <laughs> Right now, reaching down to the to the very bottom of the roster. So a lot of people on Twitter have been hoping that Galladay is going to have this breakout game. With Derek Stingley in the secondary, I mean, you know, I, I don't I don't think that's gonna be possible. I don't know how the Texans play defense if they have Stingley following the number one wide receiver. It's gonna be interesting to see. Now, when it comes to the running backs, Barkley is going to be the main focus. Teams are now focusing on Barkley as option number one and Daniel Jones as option number two when it comes to running the ball. So if teams follow what Seattle, Seattle Seahawks did to the New York Giants, where they took out Daniel Jones, they made Daniel Jones pass the ball more than he wanted to pass, Barkley couldn't find any openings. Now, granted, the coaching staff is totally different. 
between Seattle and the Texans. The talent is totally different as well. I believe the, the, the leading tackler for the Texans is, I'll tell you right now, I believe it's Jonathan Owens. Not a big name. He could be a good player. I haven't seen the Texans play. He has 68 tackles total. So if they can lock down Saquon Barkley, can they lock down Daniel Jones running RPOs or naked bootlegs, stuff like that? Kafka is going to have to come up with something creative to loosen up those type of schemes where they have seven, eight players on the line of scrimmage and forcing and daring Daniel Jones to pass the ball. And then you have a possible lockdown corner in Stingley. <laughs> so you're eliminating one part of the field. So it could be a very interesting game. The Giants could, especially coming off a of bye week where, you know, they got to work themselves back into football shape. It could be a, a slow start. I'm hoping I'm hoping for the opposite, but there there will be an op there could be an opportunity where we see the Giants starting off slow. And now defensively, we're going to start off with quarterback, right? Once again, Mills. Yeah, I, be, I believe it was a low draft pick by the Texans. Uh, surprised a lot of people when he had to jump in and play for uh, Watson. And he's not a slouch. He's not a starting quarterback, but... He is someone that can put up stats. And then in front of him, he has Laramie, Laramie Tunzel, who is an, a, a Pro Bowl lineman, a Pro Bowl left tackle. Then you have a promising rookie, I believe uh, Johnson. I mean, let me do, just double check that in, in, in the uh, depth chart. So they have a, a, a promising guard that was highly touted by a lot of draft pundits as a possible pick for the New York Giants. And so they have some promising players. I believe Queensberry is in is at center, another guy that's familiar with uh, New York Giants fans as a possible center that could have been drafted a few years ago. So they have Kenyon Green, sorry, from Florida State. Laramie Tunsil at left tackle. So the left side has two solid, well, you have one pro bowler at left tackle and a solid rookie on, on the left side at guard. Queensberry is a familiar name. I don't know how well he's playing right now, but then you at right guard you have A.J. Khan and at right tackle Titus Howard. Now, running the ball, they've been pretty good. One of their running backs averages 4.6 yards a carry. So I'll get to that in a second. So the line, you know, they've given up about 19 sacks. And that's because, you know, the Texans have been losing. You know, they lost six games, so they're playing from behind. So obviously they're going to have a lot of situations where they got to pass. And there's going to be plenty of situations where teams are just going to go all out and rush the passer. 
So it's different from when the New York Giants are, you know, how they've been playing. If they're six and two, and the Titans are, I mean, Texans are one and six. So two totally different situations. If it was reversed, where the Giants were behind a lot and losing all, most of their games, we'd see Daniel Jones being sacked a lot more. So wide receiver, they have. I believe their top receiver has 354 yards. That's more than any of our receivers for the New York Giants. I believe he only has one touchdown, though. And at running back, you have their leading runner at, I believe, 678 yards. He averages about 4.6 yards a carry. So that's impressive. That is really impressive. And as a matter of fact, for the stats of, of Davis Mills, which I didn't mention, he has a bit over 1,600 yards. Completion percentage of 62%. Every time he completes a, a pass, it's 6.4 yards. But he has 10 touchdowns, 8 interceptions, and he's been sacked 19 times. Whereas... Damon Pierce, who is their leading rusher, he's rushed for 148 times, 678 yards for an average of 4.6 yards per carry with three touchdowns. So that is impressive. That's nothing to sneeze at. Sneeze at. And if the New York Giants aren't prepared, then guess what? These kids can put up stats. The Texans on offense, at least running the ball. So, what do I predict this is going to happen, right? Because, of course, it's going to, you know, there are other factors. There's special teams as well. And then, of course, there's coaching. The coaching staff. Uh, is Kafka going to out-coach their defensive coordinator? So, of course, I'm a Giants fan through and through. I'm going to pick the New York Giants winning against the Houston Texans. By how much? I'd say the New York Giants are going to finally beat a team by at least two touchdowns. 28 to 14. The Texans, they do have some talent on the offensive line that can negate the possible pass rush for the New York Giants. But there are holes in that offensive line. And the New York Giants do have two very talented defensive tackles and an up-and-coming young stud in Thibodeau. At cornerback, the Giants do have the type of corners that can take out their receivers. It's the middle of the field that is going to worry me. They have O.J. Howard at tight end. Now, he's, he's you know, a lot of Giants fans remember it was O.J. Howard or Evan Ingram in that particular draft. O.J. Howard can sneak in a good game or two and be a, a presence. So we're, hopefully the Giants can take him out. We're missing McKinney at safety, which was a, a huge uh, chess piece for Martindale and that defense. So I'm not discounting that, right? I would, be a, I would feel a whole lot better about the tight ends, about the Giants versus O.J. Howard, 
if McKinney was playing. But we don't know who's going to be taking his place, and if it's Belton, there's a rookie going up against a veteran a tight end like O.J. Howard. Now, he's not a pro bowler. He's not the, the, you know, the, the greatest tight end to ever come out of Alabama, but he has some talent. And once again, Davis Mills can put up the ball. So it's going to come down to the defense holding the Texans, controlling the line of scrimmage, you know, the basics, basically what every team needs to do to win a game. Offensively, I have a feeling that, and my my whole thing with Galladay is that I've always felt, once Spellinger went down, I always felt that they can use Galladay in the same fashion they did Bellinger. Sneak him out on these bootlegs, run him in the middle of the field to where he can use his size and his experience to catch the ball and gain some extra yards as a runner. He is not going to become this blazer and he's not going to be running 60 yards down the field and outrunning a cornerback. No way. He's not going to do it, especially not against Stingley. So I would love to see that the, I would love to see Kafka use, utilizing Galladay in the fashion he did with Bellinger. Replace Galladay with uh, Bellinger in, in the route tree with Galladay. Not put him at tight end, but give him those same route options and let him replace Bellinger in the middle of the field. And Robinson, he's young. He's, show, he's showing talent. And he, he can be a disruptor as well, running reverses, catching screens, things like that. So you're going to have to have some options in order to take away the attention from Saquon Barkley. Maybe we see Barkley more as a, as a receiver, lining up as a traditional receiver, maybe catching some screen passes. Just something, something to loosen up the line of scrimmage so that when they do stack up the line of scrimmage, and I'm talking about the Texans on defense, there's, in the back of their mind, they know, okay, they can run a screen pass, a quick out, or something. They have players that can do it. They have Robinson and they have Barkley. And, and those plays, you know, either they're going to have to fake those type of plays, or they're going to have to do them, even if they don't get, you know, a first down out of it. If they get two, three yards, it's still something that is gaining yards and, and, and something that maybe down the line they can do a play fake out of or something, right? You do something in the first quarter, first three plays of, the, of, the, of your starting drive, right? You do a formation, you do a fake or something, and then later on you show that same formation, you show that same play, but you run something else out of it. And that confuses the defense, right? And that's part of being a coach. Finding ways to confuse your opponent. And they see something similar. And they're like, okay, they did this play in the beginning of the game four quarters ago. Let's stop it, right? And then all of a sudden they run something totally different. So that's what I think the New York Giants would do on offense. Uh, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, get the, tie, get the defense tired. Get those, get that stack running side to side. 
and uh, testing out those cornerbacks, maybe having some decoys running deep. Even if they're, even if you know David Sills is not going to outrun Stingley on a deep pass, but you occupy Stingley, you take him out of the out of the the play, you take him out of the play because he has to follow that that receiver, or the safety has to follow that receiver. So there's a lot of decoys. Sills is a decoy. Barkley can be a decoy. We'll see. Kafka has been very creative in using a lot of decoys. I know I said the same word several times, but this is the type of scheme that a, that the Giants need to do. They don't have the talent where one receiver can beat people at will one-on-one. They don't have that guy right now. They do have an amazing running back who can make people miss in the tightest spots, but the Texans know that. And the Texans are going to do everything they can to stop him first and foremost. And then it's, all right, we need somebody to cover Daniel Jones in case he does run. So that's going to open something up. Somebody has to be open in that, in, in that receiving core. And so my prediction for offensive player of the game is going to be Daniel Jones. Defensive player of the game for the New York Giants is going to be Kayvon Thibodeau. I believe he's going to get at least one sack this game and get a lot of pressures and hits on the quarterback. I believe Thibodeau is going to disrupt a a lot of things on defense or he's going to disrupt the flow for the Texans offense. I, I, I have a strong feeling about that. Special teams, I've I have to I have to go with Gano. I I used to pick James as a possible guy to get a touchdown and a kickoff or 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 punt return, but now we have uh running back. Um wow, I can't believe I forgot his name. But we have a running back at uh returning kicks. He's not gonna outrun anybody. And then we have James fumbling punts. And, you know, so so special teams, as far as the return game, there hasn't been a lot of promise. Brightwell, Brightwell's returning kicks. So Gano has been a steady force, and hopefully that doesn't change. The, the Irish, uh, what they call him, the, the punter, our punter, Irish Hammer, he, he's been inconsistent as well. But yeah, 28 to 14, uh, the New York Giants are going to win. They're going to beat the Texans. And uh, New York Giants are going to leave that game 7 and 2, which I would have never imagined for this season. But overall, look, the New York Giants have been playing great football. Can they be better? Absolutely. But the fact that they were. <laughs> They weren't slated to win many games this season. And I had them winning seven the most. I'm eating crow and I'm loving it. So it's a great time to be a New York Giants fan. It's a fun season. The Giants have been playing well as a team. The coaching has been phenomenal for the most part. We have the New York Giants. As as New York Giants fans, we have a team that has a bright future ahead of, of them. 
we have some great football ahead of us, and it's exciting to be here. So anyway, I'm JVB. You guys enjoyed the game tomorrow, and we'll talk about it after the game is done. So you guys enjoy the rest of your weekend. I'll talk to you later.